Hi, welcome to the Maker's Heart. The podcast that explores why makers do what they do and how we can learn from them. I'm Maya Fernandez, your host, and today I spoke to independent artist Benjamin Tran in London, Ontario. Ben has a Master of Science in Health and Rehabilitation and a Bachelor's in Kinesiology and Psychology. He's also a certified mindfulness teacher. For Ben, visual art is his way of self-expression and self-exploration. The conversation focused on how he practices and teaches mindfulness through art. Do you want to introduce yourself, um, your full name, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So my name is Benjamin Tran. Uh, many people know me as Benji Nova. I'm an artist and mindfulness teacher from London, Ontario. I spend my time doing murals, creating original art, doing commissions, designs, all that good stuff. And how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I've been into art my entire life, but professionally, I'd say the last two years, I've been taking it more seriously. And I'd say, yeah, about one and a half years ago is when I really, really got serious into it and decided that I would turn this into something that I could do on the daily and as a full-time gig. And um, that said, I've definitely always been creative and knew that I've always wanted to pursue this, this sort of road uh, ever since I was a small child. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, as long as I could remember, I was uh, just had to draw, you know, just had to create and uh, brought me, always brought me a sense of peace. And here I am. <laughs> Do you want to start there? Like, when was the moment you fell in love with art? Do you remember? Yeah, you know what? I think it was when I was like, say, five or six years old. And I would create uh, birthday cards for my friends. And I would draw like Legos and Bionicles and, and Pokemon and put them on the front of the card. And uh, it was always original art. And seeing the smile on their faces was something that lit me up. Uh, and it, I think it was something that I, I could show my parents too. And it made them really happy. So I think the, uh, the heart of it was how it could transfer the feeling of uh, you know contentment to other people. I, I found that to be really beautiful. And so I, I kept doing it. And it was my way of uh, sharing love with people who are close to me. I think that's really cool. I did the same thing as a child. I remember I used to make, like, um, presents for my friends out of clay. Yeah. Like, for their birthdays and stuff. That's cute. It's like, oh, it's so cool. Like, I'm making something for them, something original, you know? That's right. Exactly. It's so much better than... It's very personalized. That's why I love art. It's uh, personalized and therefore pretty meaningful, usually. Yeah. So, um, I guess I want to fast forward a little bit and ask you, like, how would you explain your art or your style to someone that doesn't know anything about what you do? Yeah, yeah, it's difficult because a lot of people like to ask me, like, what kind of mediums do you use or things that make me feel a bit like I'm being put in a box. And there's just so much that goes into what I do. Uh, at the heart of it, I'm a creator. Uh, I create things that inspire me. I create things with the intention to inspire other people. Uh, so it's not always the same medium. Uh, I like to make videos. I like to write. I like to draw. I like to paint. So whatever it might be, um, 
there's so many different mediums that I used. I, I would say I, I used a lot of mixed media in my painting, so it's never just paint. I like to use pastels and ink and all that stuff. But if I were to boil it down and and describe it in a way that's more succinct, I would say that I'm very process oriented, and and so I don't often focus on the on the on the objective outcome as much as I focus on 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 the experience of making it. And I find that if I if I can uh, create what I create in a, in a space and mental space that's vulnerable, that's honest, that's authentic, uh, create things in a way that doesn't try to hide any part of myself, then usually the outcome is pretty good. I mean, um, I do art because of what it does for me. It's a space for me to reflect. It's time for me to uh, to look inward and learn about who I am and. Uh, where my thoughts come from and and why I do the things that I do and and then my final product that I come out with I can only hope that in, it it instills that sense of uh process when other people experience my art when they come into contact with it I hope that it inspires them to 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 feel the same way that I felt while while I was making it so I would I would say process oriented explorative uh, would be would be a few descriptors for my art, yeah. Yeah, I think you're already touching on a lot of things that I wanted to ask you, but yeah. I guess, like, where does mindfulness and art connect for you? Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm a mindfulness teacher in the sense that I uh, went through, I worked with Mindfulness Without Borders, so I'm certified to teach their Mindfulness Ambassador Program, MAP for short. And then I did my Master's of Science in Health Sciences. And my thesis was titled uh, The Experience of Mindfulness and Its Non-Dual Nature. Uh, and that's a whole other conversation. But uh, So that's I guess that's my background uh, in mindfulness. I'm clearly I'm passionate about the practice of mindfulness, its therapeutic qualities, uh, the philosophies behind it. So... Uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, and, and Taoism are, are three Eastern philosophies that do uphold mindfulness at, uh, in their core practices. Um, so that's just—it's just something that I—it's something that's helped me so much in terms of uh, how to better myself, how to how to cultivate, you know, meaningful relationships, and how to interact with the world in a in a really meaningful way. Mindfulness has uh, been tremendously helpful, and so I find that it's. It's uh, there's a perfect linkage with like how I do my art and and mindfulness. It's uh, my favorite way to do art is essentially it's a mindfulness practice. It's just being present. It's being non-judgmental to what's in front of me. Rather uh, rather than being judgmental, I'm I'm open to what can happen. There's no such thing as a mistake in in my mind. Uh, rather, if I make you know say I'm drawing and I make a mark that isn't something that I uh, intended. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to to transform it into something beautiful to learn from it and that's that's how i perceive it and so it, it lends itself well to mindfulness uh philosophy and uh so what i like to do is i like to teach mindfulness uh as a practice through art so i like to teach people how to doodle how to be creative uh using the uh the core concepts of mindfulness uh and what I've learned through through my studies, I find they pair very well. So I like to teach kids. I like to teach adults. I like to host workshops. 
Uh, and I guess it's also a way for me to combine like my academic background with what I'm doing now as an independent artist. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very commendable. Like for me personally, it's very hard for me to be present because I overthink a lot when I'm creative. Even though I love being creative, if I'm painting something, I'm going to be overthinking it and thinking about what I want it to be. And if it's not that, I get really frustrated. So I think that's really cool. Like it can be an escape. And I think it's because from a young age, I went to art courses and I was told this is the way you're supposed to do things. So when it doesn't turn out that way, I get very frustrated. Right. Yes. Uh, And you're not alone in that in that feeling. I meet a lot of people who who say the same thing. And it's about, yeah, like being frustrated with yourself because you're not matching with an expectation you had. I think that's where the frustration roots from. And uh, one of the core uh, tenets of of mindfulness is that uh, you've got to let go of the expectation because the expectation is exactly what is holding you back. If you expect something to be a certain way, then you're closing all of the other doors that were there. Uh, and perhaps these were amazing doors to, to have walked through. But once you have an expectation, you sort of tunnel vision yourself and, and you tell yourself it only has to be this way. When in reality, it could have been so many other beautiful ways. So those expectations really do a lot. And so I, I do let go of expectations when I'm making art genuinely and it's similar to, to, like, for example, say you're going to a new city uh, or somewhere in the world for vacation and somebody tells you that, oh, this city sucked, I really had a bad time, and they're telling you all of these negative qualities about their experience. And so if you take those expectations to heart and you, and you decide to prescribe yourself those, uh, those ideas, then you, you might just go on that vacation and you might just see what you thought or what you were told. Because uh, they're expectations. Rather, if you kind of left them open, uh, leave all the doors open, and, and knowing that there's so much potential that that uh, we we weren't aware of before, and so much uncertainty to be excited for, that's when so many uh, miraculous and and positive, spontaneous events occur. And I and I find that to be true when I'm making art. Uh, and I, I can understand why it can be frustrating though sometimes if I'm doing. Uh, like a high pressure commission for somebody who I really want to please, then maybe I will be over analytical about it just because it of the nature of the job. Uh, but throughout my career as an independent artist, I've been trying to orient my work and my flow to, to consist of genuine creation rather than uh, having to, having to please someone's uh, expectations. But, you know, being an artist, it's not, super easy being independent so sometimes you have to do these jobs that you you might not uh that might not lend itself to the most uh, genuine experience during it but that's that's okay that's a part of it and i'm slowly moving away from that being part of my daily flow yeah yeah i think there's something to do also with the physicality of something because i find that when i'm painting on my ipad I get more frustrated with the little details. Mm. Whereas if I'm doing something in a big canvas, I feel more free to experiment. Mm. And I don't know if there's something to that. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. For sure. Yeah, working on small pieces, it's so easy to get fixated on small details because since it's small in scale, it, you can see all of its self in a glimpse. And that's why I love doing huge murals and huge pieces because you have to step back to really take it all in and therefore like these small little intricacies don't really matter as much when you look at the wholeness of it, the grand, the grandeur of it. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Big pieces, that's a pull for me. That's why I love doing big pieces. Is that also like one of the reasons you like doing a lot of mediums and experimenting with a lot of mediums? Um, I like experimenting with a lot of murals, mediums. Uh, I think purely just because I like to explore. I think there are like these central qualities, like there's these like, as a creative, there's there's these reasons why you create and, and there's sort of these fundamental ways that you create that can be expressed through a variety of mediums. Like mediums is just kind of like the mask you wear or like the outfit that you wear, but deep inside, like the core of it, is the same like if i were to create a painting versus writing about something there would be there would be a, a shared quality in that there's like a reason why i'm creating and i don't I, I think i just like exploring i don't like to constrain myself within certain mediums because there's no reason to other than if you just want to get really really good at a medium but uh i mean you could just practice and you get better that way yeah and I bet you learn things for one medium using a different one. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like transfer of skill for sure between certain media, and there's there's definitely lots of media that I'm not good at and that I would love to explore more. Uh, but I have, yeah. I guess it is a balance because I don't want to spread too thin, uh, in that uh, you know try too many things and not be. Uh, substantial at any of them i do i do have a select few mediums that i really 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 enjoy diving deep into but that said i love exploring what's out there and seeing what i can do with it given my my philosophy and my love for creating um so this is a big question but you can answer it however you want sure. like if you weren't an artist or if you hadn't found art in your life like how would your life be different <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know where i would be I would i even be here that's it's that could be the question i think for me art was like a, it was a way for me to get to know who i was and it was a way for me to understand the world around me it's an odd question because I think, like, what would a world be without art? Because art, in its nature, is like subjectivity. It's uh, the ability in to interpret things in a different way. So if there wasn't that, then it's like, do we even have the ability to see things a different way? Then in that case, do we have free will? Uh, it would just be a whole different universe that I don't really know how to imagine but it would it would be mundane and 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 it would lack any sense of meaning that's that, that yeah I don't I don't know how else to answer you can maybe if you wanted to reword it but I think that's yeah I think that's all I can come up with 
like what if um it wasn't part of your personal life like you've never found the passion for it do you think you would be creative in a different way or would you think you would have found it one way or another because yeah I think I would have found it one way or another that yeah I mean if you're talking about art in terms of a visual art uh, then okay if I didn't find visual art it would have been a different type of art at the end of the day I think it's just me learning how to how to uh, yeah how to express myself and uh, like transfer what's happening inside of me into the material world whether yeah I don't really know it's it's a tough question but I think I think uh, to summarize I think I had to find my own creativity I think it was necessary in order to process what was happening in my life growing up because I had a lot of questions about why things happen and I needed to find I need to find out you know why why am I here I had a lot of existential questions from an extremely uh, young age I think certain traumas and um, yeah yeah so one way or another I would have I would have found my own creativity because uh, creating is the way to look inward. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked the question, even though it was a hard one to answer, because I think um, you gave a really good answer. And also what you're pointing at is like, I think the basis of why I wanted to do the podcast, mm. because I think making is a way of self-expression in any form that you do it and i think more people could benefit of hearing what making can do for them because it's also part of being like so sustainable in a way like if you're cooking you're making right. it, like you're making all the time without really thinking about it Oh, truly, yeah. But if you're you're making with intention, like makers do, right. and people in this field, you're intentionally putting yourself in that place. And I think it's something that a lot of people need in their life, and maybe they haven't found it yet, but they, because they don't know. Like, mm. you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good way to, that's a great way to put it. You're right. I mean, we're always making and I go. I, I also subscribe to that philosophy of that we're all creators, whether we like it or not, because we create our realities. We create our realities moment to moment through our thoughts, through our intention, through our beliefs. All of those things come together to, to uh, you know, uh, guide your behaviors and, and how you carry yourself in this world and how you see this world is how you're going to see this world. So you're creating your world through through your beliefs, through your intentions, through your thoughts. And no matter what, you will create a reality of some sort. And then I, so I think uh, creating art is, is sort of a great, a great practice of that. And it lets you, it helps you refine creating your reality because you start to understand um, how much control you have uh, with the tools that you have. And um, 
yeah, it's, it translates beautifully, creating art. Yeah, because we create our realities, and, and that, and that's that's really that. So, I think that's that's a big reason why I love creating art because it it gives me it it makes me feel like I have a lot more control over my reality because uh, it reminds me that I'm always creating my reality, and that that awareness is exactly what leads to to greater control over life yeah well that's mindfulness right like trying trying to be in the present yeah and that's so difficult to do yeah it is that is exactly what mindfulness is it's awareness it's being present on purpose and being non-judgmental about with that awareness meaning uh not putting a label on something or putting a, a value on something like an experience that happens, for example, it's not necessarily positive or negative, but you're just seeing it for what it is and and exploring uh, the qualities of it without necessarily prescribing the quality right off the bat. And, and, a, and a lot of people, you know, look at or read about mindfulness and they're like, oh, of course, it's, you know, it's pretty obvious. We should be aware and we should be present and sounds fluffy to a lot of people, but it's like a real, it's like it's the anchor of how your reality unfolds how present are you it's it's the sole thing that dictates how much you're going to experience your life truly is it going to be in your thoughts is it going to be in your emotions or is it going to be present to what's truly around you and are you going to be present to to what infinite possibilities are out there without sort of putting your own idea on it Uh, and there's so many things that go into why people see certain a certain way or decide to judge things a certain way it could be how they were brought up or how they were taught in school or the communities around them there's so many things that affect our awareness so it's so important to to be aware of what your consciousness constitutes uh and just observe what's happening how why you see things a certain way and, and whether or not you should uh hold those so close to you and so ultimately, mindfulness enables you to have control over your, your life experience, which is, I mean, it's like, that's like the, the seed of, that's everything. That's like, that's the whole thing, um, your life experience. So, if, you know, it can be one way, but it could be a lot of other ways. And mindfulness is the beginning to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it interesting. I mean, obviously you quote it like, Buddhism has been around for so many years, but I think um, in the Western world, at least, it feels like it's a newer thing that people are kind of experiencing now. Like, I know my dad, for example, um, he didn't know any of this stuff when he was our age, and he wouldn't even think about it. And I was talking to him, and he said... I don't think I was even conscious until I was like 40 because he was just like he he's an engineer so he went to school then he worked then he got married and he was like I barely remember my life before Wow. because he was so not present in his mm-hmm. life and now that's something that he's trying to do more now that he's in his 60s but it's just like interesting that in our generation it seems is trying at least to find that and i wonder like why i mean it's a good thing like oh yeah no that's 
Well, first off, that's that's amazing that your dad is like coming to that awareness now. I like, you know, there's it's never too late to to embody mindfulness as as a intentional practice, and really, it's never too late. Uh, you always have access to the present moment, always. Uh, so whenever you want to take hold of that, it's there for you. It's never changing. It's always there. And it's sort of like it's working out. It's like exercise. The more you practice being present, the the better you are at it. And the longer you can be present, uh, it's definitely a practice in that in that sense. And it is it is becoming a lot more popular in the West. You're right. So uh, Buddhism was was it's an Eastern philosophy, and it's a, essentially it's a systematic uh, observation of your own consciousness. That's the Buddhist teaching, uh, just to observe within yourself what's happening, ask questions. You know, the Buddha himself said, told everyone to question himself because that uh, even him, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, excluded from, from the, the philosophy. It's like question everything. Ask yourself why you think a certain way and don't be, try, not, try to be present to your judgments and what they, where they're leading you. Uh, but anyway, it is, it is becoming a lot more popular in the West, I think, because we're so used to having that hustle culture and people... It's very competitive, and it's like a feels like sort of a dog eat dog world sometimes, where people want to achieve status, maybe or or accumulate wealth, and and that involves that involves you know maybe living life without as much empathy as as we could, and that's draining. Like that is something that takes its toll. Eventually, people start to realize like, hey. There's more important things to life. There's, uh, you know, being with loved ones. There's being honest. There's sharing love and sharing goods and and being there for one another. You know, it's not about being at the top, but then being the only one there. It's about being around the people you love and and to and to play on each other's strengths and to fill in each other's weaknesses. There's such a communitive community uh, sense of community that that is valuable in life uh, that sometimes isn't present in, in, in our culture, at least in my own experience. But I think we're waking up to that and the younger generation is like, hey, like, there's things that truly matter uh, and that and that, that's maybe has lent itself to the rise in mindfulness and the popularity of it and yoga and all that. It sounds like you try to make most of your time being in complete awareness as much as possible yeah that would be ideal and and i i i don't want to come off as somebody who uh is like so good at it because me myself the reason why i'm so passionate about it is because i know how much i need it in my own life i have so many flaws just like everybody here and i'm not always aware and i and i'm susceptible to distraction i'm susceptible to to unhealthy behaviors and that's one reason why I guess I am passionate about what I do is because it's something that takes me into the positive side of things uh, but yes the, the ideal way would be to be as aware as possible for as long as possible uh, and, and there's also like the idea in Buddhism it's called right awareness it's one of the eight uh, it's one of the themes in the eightfold path uh, but right awareness is one of them, and so being aware in the right way, so being non-judgmental to to what you're seeing and trying to see things for the raw qualia, 
and and then there's also right intentions so then trying to to be aware of where your intentions lie and sometimes that it's not easy sometimes too to know where your intentions lie it involves uh looking into yourself and working with your subconscious and that's not apparent um, and just to bring it back to like art what does the feeling of working with your hands do for you that you don't get in any other like creative thing that you do mm. That's a great question, actually. I love working with my hands because it makes me feel connected with my body. And because when I create art, it's, 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 it's very intentional. At the same time, I don't always have a solid expectation of what I want to do, but there is sort of intention of how I'm going to do it. And, um, and, and working with my hands and having, having, my inner realm transferred into the material world in a way that feels coherent is a beautiful feeling. And uh, the piece of it connecting we, me with my own body is is uh, really meaningful. It's, it's similar to going for walks and how that feels great. It's a great mindfulness exercise going for walks because you're engaging your body. And I'm sure a lot of people who play sports will relate it's like a mindfulness practice to be in the flow of 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 the game that you're playing and and just being so present with your body and your movements that yeah it it just immerses you in that experience which is amazing i think we're over so thank you so much for your time oh no no my pleasure but is there anything i didn't ask or anything you wanted to say um that you want to add yeah, sure. I, I guess I would say that I think it's important to uh, to be present, to be true to your heart, and to continuously ask yourself what makes you feel truly alive. And if you can find that out, then I promise you that if you put all of your time and energy into that, then there's no way you'll fail. And... um you know, life's life's short. Life is too short to to ignore things that make you feel truly alive. Life is terribly short. Um, so I guess just be present. Uh, just be present to to things that are are a true blessing, like loved ones around you. Um, be grateful for for the blessings that are present in life. You know, if you have a place to stay and if you have food. In the fridge, it's important to be present to that and to express gratitude toward that. Uh, and yeah, that's, uh, I guess that, that would be it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. This was great. Cool. Thank you. episode is only one click away.